Sometimes there's a criticism leveled against the Catholic Church that we're not very biblical. Now, while it is true we may not know our Bible as well as we should, nothing could be further from the truth than to say that we are not very biblical. I'm spending uh, this summer, I've been reading Scott Hahn's book, The Supper of the Lamb, which he goes into some detail about how the book of Revelation is really a book about Mass. But I want to focus today on why I say that today is such a biblical feast. We may not think it is at first glance because we have a view of Mary as Catholics Uh, that even though it's one of the earliest beliefs of the early church, uh, that isn't shared by all Christians. Let's talk about Mary's title as queen. In ancient uh, biblical uh, times, I'll pick David because it's the easiest to see there, the queen was not the spouse of the king. In fact, that would have been quite difficult and probably led to even more difficulty in terms of jockeying for position, because even King David had many, many wives. The queen was the mother of the king, because you only have one mother. So, for example, when Bathsheba comes into the presence of her husband David, she does so just like everyone else. She has to be welcomed by the king, She has to do obeisance to the king. She is like any other citizen. When her son, Solomon, is put on the throne, she no longer needs to do any of these things because now she is the queen. Solomon is the king. Secondly, this story that we hear, if we're carefully attentive, should recall the story from the Old Testament. So what happens? John the Baptist, in the womb of Elizabeth, leaps for joy. When else have we seen something similar? You know, one of the titles of Mary is that she is the Ark of the Covenant because she bore Jesus, the Word of God. If we think about what was believed in the Old Testament, the Ark of the Covenant contained the Jewish law, the Word. What did King David do before the Ark of the Covenant? He leaped for joy. He danced. He danced in the presence of the Ark. He danced in the presence of the law, the Word of God. John the Baptist leaps for joy in the presence of Mary, the Ark of the Covenant. Our prayers today come from this particular uh, gospel The Hail Mary. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. We even have in today's gospel a prayer that those who participate in the Liturgy of the Hours say every day. The Magnificat. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. Now why do I say all of that? I take some time to do this because the primary purpose of all of this is to remind us that there is always a plan for God. The hard part is, in fact, 
that we can't always see it. We don't always understand it. It was centuries before that God made the promise of a Messiah, only fulfilled when Jesus arrived on the earth. As we begin a new year, this feast serves as a reminder that we are always in God's holy presence. We are always recipients of the grace that God chooses to give us freely over and over and over again. And maybe most of all today, uh, when we receive training that I deeply resent living in a world where we have to even have this training, I'm not saying we shouldn't have it, we, we have to, but I resent having to have it. It can be difficult to live in such a world and to see the presence of God. Um, let us pray today that we might be more attentive over the course of this school year at the many, many moments of grace that God will pour out before us in the lives of our students and in the lives of each other.